You are listening to the Delay and Pray podcast, episode number 43. Welcome to the Delay and Pray podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubick teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting. Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. You know, I have been spiritually fasting now with my delay and pray method for a few years, and it has been absolutely life-changing, but not in the ways you may think. Because I have experienced incredible miracles in my life that I'm going to talk to you about here and permanent weight loss for the first time ever. But more than those two things, I have experienced a hunger and a closeness to God like never before because my weaknesses have been revealed. And when our weaknesses are revealed, we can actually do something about them. Now, they're tough to face. Father Chad Ripperger once said to pray to Our Lady of Sorrows to reveal your weaknesses so that you can work on eradicating them. And let me tell you, this happens. And with God's grace, you can eradicate them. And he wasn't kidding. It is really difficult. But they bubble up to the surface quite readily, and I get to struggle with them day after day. This is a miracle in itself because when I tackle them through confession in the sacraments, it feels really good to tick them off week after week. Now, this is important because I want to go to heaven and I want to take my family there too, as I've said on many of these podcasts. So if I'm going to do that, then I need to work on myself with God and all of his spiritual helpers helping me. And I'm amazed at the process that has begun in me and how trusting I've become of this gentle Jesus. And I know it's because of the fasting added to the prayer Now, this amazing process of training my body and mind to fast off of food and alcohol for periods of time for spiritual purposes has transformed me in ways that are really hard to describe with words. So the reason why it's so difficult to describe is that we as a culture, we are so worldly. Money and comfort and the richness of soothing my five senses on a daily basis is so tempting. Don't feel guilty about that. Just take it to confession because I have it too. And even as a devout Catholic, I can find myself picking and choosing what I want to believe and do according to my level of comfort with the life that I think I am creating for myself. But that is just not the truth. When I first started this fasting and prayer process, I really didn't consult with God over my decisions. I would pray, but I wasn't really praying for them to be correct or asking God if this was the decision to make and kind of converse with him like a child. Really, I didn't have a conversation as to what direction he wanted me to go in with everything, only a few things. But when I started to fast and pray with the sacraments, as my foundation, my life started to change. And I have to be honest with you, not for the better at first, it's really challenging. So I kind of think about this as like turning on the light in the back of the basement where we used to put all the junk year after year. We had this large house before we had this one that we have now. And, you know, back in the basement, 
we just put all the things, <laughs> all the things we weren't using, just all the junk. And sometimes that's what it's like when your weaknesses are revealed. It's like turning that light on and just wondering how to clean it all up. It can be a little, a little bit overwhelming for sure. Okay. Well, cleaning that up doesn't happen in a day. It's not going to happen in 12 weeks or even a year, but over years time, even two or three, this is where the miracle starts to solidify like on a daily basis. And that brings the closeness to God, to Jesus, to the Holy Trinity that dwells within you, the blessed mother, the angels, my guardian angel, St. Michael, the archangel, and the whole spiritual realm. These things become very real, even though I can't see them. And this is faith. This is where my faith is steeped high and I know they are there helping me. So I find myself more hungry for God than sugar, flour, and alcohol. And I can actually start to follow a food protocol. Doesn't mean that I'm perfect on it even now, but it generally means that I am following a really good metabolically flexible protocol, which serves me in so many ways in body and soul. So like I said, it doesn't mean that I don't consume these things when I shouldn't, because sometimes I do, but I'm so aware of the efficaciousness of fasting and prayer, and I know what keeps the miracles happening in my life. So I want to do it. The, the things that keep the miracles out of my life are these addictions. And it is just getting off of the eat fast feast cycle when I know I should be on it that's when I have to really battle to get back on it. And I'm so glad that I have learned how to battle it out to arrive at this place of joy of prayer and fasting that the Lord is calling me to. Friends, this is where the miracles happen and they happen quickly. And listen, I've got a long way to go to the finish line, but now I can see it and I'm running the race to get there by renewing my mind with Jesus. And that's scriptural. I finally figured out that there's really three parts to arriving at successful Catholic fasting. And I do talk about it all the time. It starts with the eat fast feast cycle that I learned from Jay Richards. And I will be talking about him on future podcasts for sure, because I want you to know that food matters. And this is what I didn't know before. This is what was keeping me from fasting years and years and years ago. Not just the food and the alcohol, you're consuming, but how much and when. Gluttony and sloth are part of our lives for a reason, and it's usually about the food. It's about temptation and those little yeses that add up to weight gain and ill health for both body and soul. And then once we discover that we have plenty of delicious whole food available and we can eat it in small amounts, then it's not only about a healthy body, but also about feeding a healthy soul and a way of eating and intermittent fasting that is made possible by coaching my mind with God's grace into actually delaying and praying by processing my thoughts through the thought model. This is truly how you renew your mind. It's through the thought model of how to eat this great food and go to the sacraments. So that's the second part, managing thoughts before God, asking him about your desires, asking him into every single part of your life with conversation and honestly, just managing your feelings that can carry you away from your goals and not towards them. Kind of like when you don't feel like doing something, but you know, you have to do it. Then you pray to God, you pray to St. Michael and you say, help me do it. And then you go do it no matter how you feel. 
And lastly, the third thing, like I kind of mentioned, it's most important, is anchoring those first parts on the weekly reception of the sacraments. It's got to be a plan. As your food protocol is a plan, your sacraments have to be a plan as well. This is the combination of body and soul that leads with the science of intermittent fasting and is completed with deep spiritual theology. You must have all the parts. This is the prayer part of fasting. And after practicing all three parts over and over and failing my way to success, I feel like I've loosely arrived at a place of success. And and it's funny because I can hear that familiar voice of Apple Maps say like arrived. You've heard that voice. Well, I know I've only just partially arrived, but the little pieces are coming together. And I know the best arrival will be in heaven. But right now I know that this is exactly what will help the world get to fasting every Wednesday and Friday of the week, as our mother Mary is so gently asking us to do so that the world can be healed. My friends, don't lose a minute. Start now. Even if you fast poorly, start now. The world needs your fasting and prayer now. There is no time to lose, especially if you're desperate for something. Let it drive you to fasting. Get yourself all in and get started. Fasting begins with desperation sometimes to attain something with the help of God. So don't delay. Start now. It is worth your time and money and the miracles will be abundant. Even for Jay Richards, who introduced me to the Eat Fast Feast cycle, it was desperation that started him on this feast cycle. He actually started because he was forced to do a 36-hour fast before a surgical procedure and thought maybe he would exercise at the end of that fast. He stepped into exercise with trepidation, but actually felt great instead of sluggish when he finished. And he thought, man, what is this? So after much research, he found out that we are actually metabolically created for just this kind of fasting as body-soul composites. And he went on to discover that the metabolic process of how our bodies work is that we're actually hybrids when it comes to burning fuel for energy. And I know that I've said this before on prior podcasts, but I just have to keep drumming it into you and to myself (laughs) so that I can every day understand what I'm doing with my body and the soul. So there are two types of fuel that can be burned. Remember, one is very easy for our bodies to burn, and one is more difficult and it takes a bit of work. And you know what that first easily burning fuel is, and that is sugar. The first type of fuel we easily burn comes through the consumption of sugar in its many forms. So many of us run our lives on sugary, floury, processed foods that are converted into glucose, and the body will easily burn this for fuel. Your body is very efficient. So it wants to do this. It wants to do the easiest thing, just like we all do. But there's another kind of fuel that our body can burn if there's no sugar available. And this is fat and it's a little harder to do. This is where the fasting takes place. Our bodies are efficient, like I said before, and would rather burn that sugar. So that is what we normally feed it. Plus sugar in its many forms tastes so good and it's so available on every corner that we love it. We love its taste and we end up craving it if we have it too much, especially on a daily basis. So we know that sugar creates an insulin response and any leftover insulin response in our body that's not burned for fuel is stored as fat. And then we build a neural pathway for this yummy stuff. And this creates habits of over-desire, over-hunger and overeating. And we want it, we crave it and we consume it. Seems like out of our control, but it's not. It's not. The cycle can be stopped. 
So let's move on to the fat burning because we always are fueling our intellect with really good information so that we can talk our will into doing what needs to be done with God's grace. So our body starts burning fat for fuel only when there's no sugar available to burn. So you have to keep this in mind. So that's why the first step in prayer and fasting, one of the best things you can do is try to cut out as much sugar and flour and processed food out of your diet and go for that whole food, that protein, lots of lettuce, lots of vegetables, and just lots of good fat in order to stop the sugar burning just for a little while until you can become metabolically flexible. So it's just logical that you stop eating the sugar and the flour and consuming the alcohol for a time in order to let your body use up all that glucose in your system and start burning the fat you consume or fat even on your body. When this is happening, your body turns that fat into ketones and these are burned for energy. And this is called ketosis. Basically when the body has depleted all the sugars and carbs in your system and starts burning ketones for energy. And this is what we know. It's not easy to get to this state, but let me tell you, a clarity of mind starts happening here that it's fantastic. And I know when I'm in ketosis, I have almost zero cravings. I find it easier to spiritually fast and get hungry for God, which means I'm praying so much more and I'm keeping really busy on things that I know I need to do and I should do and I ought to do, which is great. I sleep better. I have more ability to move and exercise, and I find that my health has improved to the point of just not seeing a doctor outside of annual physicals the last few years, and I'm not on any medication either for now, which is amazing. So this is a true miracle to me in my life. My kids are still in the church. I have two miracle grandbabies. I have so many things happening in my life that are truly miracles. So it is literally health in body and soul. And I have to tell you, my husband is in the same boat, annual physicals only, and he doesn't even fast as strictly as I do. So you see, it's because you can be as strict as you want to, especially at first. It is the sweetest thing. You don't have to stay in ketosis all the time, just during the week. In fact, you shouldn't do this if your goal is metabolic flexibility you can have mini feasts on Sundays or Saturday night vigils in celebration of the Eucharist and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And you can also go off ketosis with planned celebrations of church feast days, birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, etc. This is a Catholic lifestyle that can be practiced forever. Good quality food consumed in moderation with the sacraments at the center and a good mindset to keep focused on God and his promise for you. Make sure also you are seeing a doctor. I am not a doctor and I do have a doctor. And I just want you to know that, you know, you should work with your doctor on anything that's having to do with your health, especially uh, fasting. So this is what I am calling metabolic flexibility. And I'm going to call it Catholic metabolic flexibility, eating, fasting, and feasting with a spiritual purpose all year round, according to the church year. I love it. It's not easy, but it is so, so good. It literally helps you live out the scripture of John 3.30. He must increase and I must decrease, literally. I have that printed on a mug now and I love it and I pray it often. Metabolic flexibility is a great state to be in, but it is not easy to get there. It takes time and effort and prayer and a new way of thinking. You must get coached and renew your mind with Christ. 
Why we have a difficult time fasting is because the types of food we eat and the frequency with which we are eating, as I've said before, a person who is eating that standard American diet with lots of refined carbs never lets their body go into ketosis. So when they decide to go a period of time without eating, say Ash Wednesday or Good Friday, it's almost impossible. Your body will rebel and you'll be in a state of acute discomfort. Jay Richards says that fasting is supposed to be a sacrifice, but it is not supposed to be torture. I have lived this for the last three years and it's true. Fasting is a sacrifice, but it is not torture. In fact, I actually can find the joy there and lots of it. And it is interesting that the ancient church fasted a lot. If you go back and research the fasting calendars of the ancient church, the seasons included Lent, Ember Days, St. Michael's Lent, Advent, and so many more. The church was actually eating, fasting, and feasting most of the year. And this was for spiritual purposes, but it also had profound physical and mental benefits for them. They obviously were eating good, wholesome food, so it was totally possible to do. So what we've discovered is that spiritual fasting is not only beneficial, but optimal for body and soul. So think of what we have done with Fat Tuesday before Ash Wednesday. Oh my goodness. We consume huge amounts of refined foods of sugar and flour and alcohol, and then try to fast all day on Ash Wednesday and fail miserably followed by a season of fasting. Okay. This is not a great idea, right? So we need to love our bodies as the temples of the Holy Spirit that they are. We must understand that we are body and soul composites. We are embodied souls, not floating ghosts who need not care for our bodies. This is at the heart of delay and pray. Bodies are important, especially in the age of the false notions of transgenderism. We are not a set of Lego pieces that can be just interspersed wherever we want them to go. We are made in the image and likeness of God, male and female. He made us our bodies and what we do with our bodies is imperative to the care of our souls. Prayer and fasting for people who are confused about their bodies will help them immensely. It's time to get going. Fasting and prayer is a basic physiological and spiritual need, and above all, an ancient spiritual practice. It combines the union of body and soul at the deepest levels. What we deny or delay in the material world has an amazing spiritual effect and benefit on our souls and our happiness. I am the most happy when I am praying and fasting. The saints say that denying ourselves on a daily basis grows us closer to Christ and turns us from good to great. It is what is really best for us to be saints, and it takes time to become a saint. To begin, consider Wednesday and Friday as fasting days, not eating days. Start by giving up meat on these days in addition to sugar, flour, and alcohol. Then eat in meals with no snacking, and then eventually you will get to only consuming bread and water. In the early church, the basic pattern was only eating enough on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Fasting for Christians was done on Wednesdays and Fridays, and feasting was done on Sunday in celebration of our Lord. And we can do this again. They did not have access to a lot of food then, so most of the population, you know, they were disposed to this way of life. So they naturally intermittent fasted by necessity. But now we have a snacking and processed food epidemic, especially our children. We are always eating and drinking, and to our demise, unfortunately. This cycle leaves us overfull, overweight, and no hunger left for God. But there is an answer. 
You can fashion daily fasting patterns for yourself by consciously not snacking, getting them all out of your house if you must. This can lead to weekly fasting patterns followed by seasonally fasting patterns in community. Like I said before, such as Lent, Advent, and even bringing back Ember Days within your family or St. Michael's Lent, which we are doing right now with my Pray and Delay uh, fasting community. Fasting brings about prayer. It literally shifts your hunger for bad food to hunger for God because it's challenging and it cannot be done without him as focus. Fasting supercharges your prayer because it involves personal voluntary suffering. You are making an offering of your own body for the sake of others, for reparation for the whole world, especially on Fridays. Right now, I have a list of nine miracles that I'm fasting for. And I can tell you, I believe that every single one will happen because they always do. During the most important part of the mass, Jesus says, this is my body given up for you. And then we follow suit when we fast and pray, replying, Lord, this is my body given up for you. I love saying this when I'm hungry and fasting or not drinking on Friday nights. Let me repeat that. This is my body given up for you, O Lord. And the thing is, I'm not even really that hungry at all. I am a little hungry, but like Jay said, it's not torturous. I'm not famished. I just feel satiated. We are literally exercising the power of the cross when we are fasting with a spiritual purpose. When we do this in community, like in Delay and Pray, it is so powerful because we're, we are united at the foot of the cross together. Jesus always shows us the way. He fasted for 40 days, and when he was eating, he was eating fish and bread. Yeah, good stuff, good, wholesome food, something interesting to consider. So could the early Christians have been naturally metabolically flexible back then? Going back and forth from fat burning to sugar burning on a weekly basis? Today, we are not this way because of the way we eat. We have trained our bodies to use the fuel and store the rest as fat, but we can change and get hungry for God. Back in the days of Jesus, they did not have the refined sugar or even the refined flour of today that produces bread with non-nutritious pulverized wheat. And actually, some of them have some deadly additives in it that literally turns to sugar in your mouth and spikes the glucose in your bloodstream automatically and eliciting this insulin response that does not help our cause. And eating this type of food daily over many weeks and years causes insulin resistance. This is because the pancreas produces insulin to get the sugar out of your blood and pushes it into cells and the liver. But there are only so many places that your body can store the sugars so it is converted to fat and often leads to obesity and type 2 diabetes. This just didn't happen in the days of Jesus. Not often. So we have to develop the metabolic flexibility. And I believe this is a skill and a very good way to live out a Catholic lifestyle. Just one way. This is truly Catholic fasting as I see it, because it follows the Catholic church calendar. Remember, our body is always drawing energy from what we feed into it. First, give it the Eucharist, the one true food, then good healthy food as much as possible in meals. There is a battle raging and we are going to need all the energy possible in body and soul to fight for our families and loved ones. This is where the discomfort is, and this is where we mine the gold 
of healthy weight loss, closeness to God, and the co-redeeming of souls with Christ himself. You know what? Diets don't work because they are me-centered and involve persistent calorie restriction. They work in the short term, but not in the long term due to homeostasis, among other things. Your body works hard to keep you at your weight set point. The calorie restriction makes the dieter famished and not able to keep it up as a lifestyle. So calorie restriction also resets your metabolism, slowing it down in most cases. You don't have to restrict your calories. Catholic fasting involves a different, much healthier metabolic process that involves consuming lots of good whole foods eaten in moderation most days with regular fasts every week and a mini feast at the end of the week. It just makes sense. This is a Catholic traditional lifestyle that can be done all year round. Exercise is easily done when you are metabolically flexible. So my prayer for you is that you start to work on a rhythm of Catholic fasting to help yourself and the whole world get hungry for God. This isn't only a pattern that is easier for me to live out the will of God in my biology, but this is a rhythm for our bodily health as well. The Catholic church is one of miracles. The body and blood of Christ is a miracle. We should be overjoyed that it is available for us to consume every day. This body and blood of Christ is what we are really hungry for. This is what transforms us and brings us true joy. It is a gift, but it takes time to acquire the faith. It takes work and study and belief to have this great faith. From great faith comes great joy. It cannot be purchased, this kind of joy. You're going to have to work at it. The other miracle is confession. This should also bring us great joy because we can always be forgiven with a contrite heart, meaning you're truly sorry for a sin and you really mean it. Through confession and repentance, we really can repent of our over-desire for food and drink. That alone is a great miracle right there. So we can get to it. Don't forget Nuke Chapey. I have a whole podcast on that. Nuke chapey. I say it every day, which means I begin again with gentle repentance. I never get down on myself. God wants to work out miracles in me and in you and so many people. Our faith is above the world. It's supernatural. There will always be bad men here and there actually within the church running the show. But have no fear. That's part of life and a huge reason why we should always be fasting and praying for our priests and our hierarchy. But don't ever let bad men and bad women scare you away from the Catholic church because the sacraments and the faith itself are 100% real and absolutely necessary for eternal life. And don't forget about baptism. It's essential for everyone. If you need a why that makes you cry to fast for, fast for this for all people you know and don't know. Everyone needs to be baptized. Don't miss out on what is possible with the help of God. This is only the beginning. Shift from desperation then to confidence in God, and you will see miracles in your body, your life, and in the world. So many dreams can be had with God. There's just no time left to ponder this for yourself. Jump in and jump in now. You are needed as the church militant to fight for Christ at this time. He needs your prayers. He needs your sacrifice, and this will eventually bring you great joy. I heard a homily in St. Louis one Sunday that was so helpful. The priest described the beauty, majesty, and speed of a cheetah in the wild. He described that the photographers and people who were studying the habitat of this incredible creature, that these cheetahs only experienced a 30% success rate when claiming their prey. 
Well, he went on to describe us human beings as so much more incredible than cheetahs in every single way. And of course we know this, but he mentioned something else. He said that when we pray to the Lord, he hears every word and that he has a hundred percent success rate. He always answers our prayers and even more so when paired up with fasting. The priest urged everyone to keep trying in prayer, that like the cheetah in the wild, we must never stop living and praying. This gives God great joy that we strive for his love. And eventually you will learn that his joy is your joy. Your joy is his joy. God knows that you are more beautiful and speedy than a cheetah because you are made in God's image and likeness. He loves you as a spouse. He is so hungry for your love and worship. Don't deny him anymore by filling up with all the things of the world. Get hungry for him, especially by consuming the body and blood of Christ. This is where you will find your transformation and joy. Give Jesus your attention and your love. He has a hundred percent success rate in helping you. He helps you even if you can't see it. If you have begun the delay and pray program, don't give up. Don't let yourself be disappointed. Keep going. Keep up the good work. Pray fast, fill your intellect with amazing knowledge, shift your thoughts, renew your mind, keep giving yourself compassion and love. We are all going through things that we don't even understand and change is hard, but God always has an answer for you. Listen to him hundred percent. So you have a weight problem. He's got you. You have fear about the state of the world or the church. He's solving it with you right now. Saying things you wish you didn't, Oh, well, God has an answer to that too. Feeling inadequate, unloved, confused, disappointed, outdone, a failure, nowhere to turn. Yep. I felt all of that this morning, but God has an answer for all of us. He is a genius and he is totally in love with you. Just jump into his divine will and he will give you your heart's desire. I promise because he feeds the hungry with good things, especially when you are hungry for him. I hope this podcast will help you stay hungry for God instead of sugar, flour, and alcohol. If you think a friend could use the information, please share it and subscribe and leave a five-star review. That would be great. I tell you, Catholic fasting is amazing and learning to fast off sugar, flour, and alcohol, especially on Wednesdays and Fridays is just miracles. Miracles are happening. So keep up the good work. Keep fasting. Have a great week, my friends. Never be disappointed and may God bless you and keep you always. See you soon. If you are interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray, a 12-week guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. You won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. This is a group coaching program where you are part of an amazing community of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you, to bring about miracles while losing that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Your purchase includes an online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. Head over to my website right now at thecatholicfastingcoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn to always get the latest daily information to help you keep fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always.